This episode is sponsored by Norris. <laughs> Hello, folks. It's good to be back after a two-week hiatus. Hello, everyone. We are so glad to be back in your ears. I hope everyone has been keeping super well. Hope you've enjoyed your Easter break. Yeah, hope you had some chockey. Hope you listened to some good tunes from our last episode. We are back with a banger of an episode. (laughs) Just constantly (laughs) using music terms. We kind of touched on this topic very briefly in a previous episode and so we thought why not chat about it in a bit more depth. Mm, It's something that I love talking about even when we were doing a bit of pre-episode researching. It's just it fascinates me so much and I think a lot of us aren't familiar with these concepts as well. Mm. I know when I first learned about it you know a couple of years ago it made so much sense to me. However, I I was never taught about it during school. It just wasn't something that was discussed. Mm. Um, however, it made so much sense. Yeah. But before we get into all of that, we will do our go on then, which is our weekly wrap up of something we've been listening to, something that challenged us and something that made us feel good. This week, I've been listening to uh, Yumi Zuma, their new album. They're a New Zealand band, kind of indie, alt, pop, dream pop. Okay. Um, and they're, yeah, they've got a new album called Present Tense. And I, I think you'd really like it, actually. So I've been listening to that. That came up on my like new releases list in nice. Spotify. Nice. Nice. People are going to start thinking we're sponsored by Spotify because we always talk about it. But Oh, look, may as well be at this point. Yeah, literally. <laughs> no, I love me some Spotify new releases and Discover Weeklies. Yeah. I actually haven't been listening to, you know, I don't know if you ever do this, but sometimes if I go out too much or it's like I've hit, I hit a threshold with music and I just don't want to listen mm-hmm. to music for like a solid four days. And it gets to, you know, Friday or Thursday and I'm like, oh, I haven't even listened to my Discover Weekly yet. It's like a little treat, a little treat of the week. I think because I work from home, maybe. I go through a phase where I am really into music and then I need just like a rest from taking in sounds. (laughs) It's so weird. No, I can relate to that. So I haven't haven't been listening to much new music, but um, something that I have been listening to slash binge watching is Bridgerton. Have you ever seen oh, it? Oh, I know of it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm like one of the last people in the whole world to watch it. <laughs> Besides <laughs> you. Is it as addictive as they say? It is. It is. And I think because we didn't have anything else to watch, it's one of those shows. It's a bit slow and Mitch kind of found it a bit boring. But once I was invested, I was in it for the long haul, you know, yeah. and a new season came out. That's why I was so adamant oh. on finishing it. It is good. It is cool. And I wonder if what they're portraying is how it actually was back in the day. Is it kind of renaissance like or medieval yep. vibes? Is that king and queen sort of thing? Yeah. However, they've added a twist and something that Mitch's brother told me is that all the songs they play in the background, you know, with like the violins and the orchestras and whatnot, mm. is 
you know, like Ariana Grande music or like pop culture music. It's really cool. Speaking of those kind of older style series, Will had COVID the other week and so he got back into um, Game of Thrones. Mm. So he'd already watched it and I've never, I'd never seen Game of Thrones because, you know, once you miss out on those six seasons, you're like, what is the point of even starting? Yeah. So he got right into it again during COVID. He hadn't watched it for years. And so now he's still catching up and I've just like kind of joined him at season three. (laughs) So I'm like, what's going on? And second I saw someone's head be chopped off, I was like, no, (laughs) I'm done. That's me. No, it's not as gruesome as that. It's not gruesome oh, at good. all. No, I can it's handle- more of a love story. Oh, that's that's nice. Yeah, that sounds like right up my alley. Yeah, <laughs> I can. I love like I love the really like saucy sex scenes. I think yeah, they're really it's, cool. It's that. Yeah, I love all that. Especially that really romantic kind of medieval. I don't know. There's something about that with like the fire going in the background and <laughs> the big four poster beds with the like lacy wispy yeah. curtains. Like that all just to me is like oh my god, ultimate romance. Um, but the second someone stabs someone in the eye <laughs> with a sword, I'm like, goodbye. I am you lost me. walking off. <laughs> yeah, nah, there's none of that. I reckon you'd probably like Bridgerton actually. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll convince him to watch that instead of Game of Thrones. I don't think I'll be successful, but okay. <laughs> what challenged me? Well, well, well. I had someone break into my car last week. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, they only stole an ox cord. <laughs> Oh, still fucking worst thing to steal. Well, I know. Like, thank goodness too, because I'd I'd um I'd had my laptop in there for a few hours, and I decided to take it out last minute. <gasps> um, so lucky. Yeah, I like went out. Uh, I went down to the to the shops. I went to the shops to buy some hot cross buns because it was as you do Sunday or something, and um, there was just. Everything, all the contents out of my glove box and the side doors was just Stop. all around. I noticed that my door seemed a little bit ajar and I was like, that's weird. Like I never not close my door properly. Mm. And um, they must have used one of those little thingamabobs to kind of wedge get in the open. door and wedge it open. I don't know how because I swear I locked it. It was really strange. But anyway, shit was everywhere. Um, they didn't make it subtle at all. It's just like things everywhere. And I had a look around, didn't think they'd steal it, stolen anything. And then, um, yeah, figured out they'd only taken my ox cord. But that's the first time I've been stolen from. And it just felt really weird and invasive. Oh, it's the worst. Have you, have you been stolen from before? It's funny that you, that this happened to you because a couple of weeks ago when I was coming to Brisbane for a podcast, I realized that someone had been in my car too. And this, oh. this was literally yeah. at my house. No, um, here, like at oh, my house. What? Yeah, and same thing. They had taken everything out, and it was all rummaged through. But I don't have anything in my car, so mm. they would have got Woolies grocery bags. That's all <laughs> receipts and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, how weird that that happened like around the oh, same time. Weird. Yeah, it must be a desperate time. Maybe I've heard a lot of crime. I mean, the community community facebook pages i think you've recently joined yours yeah yeah they're hilarious but so much so much crime is going on at the moment yeah just i don't know reflection of the times but we had our house broken into when i was 10 or something and they stole so much of my mum's jewelry and like oh what um her mum her family like heirlooms and stuff and i just remember the police came and you know took all the swabs of Everything. The fingerprints and yeah. whatnot. And it is, it's such an invasion of privacy. You feel like not safe yeah. in your own house. Well, I'm just so innocent. Like I've never, thank goodness, never had that experience before. And so, yeah, I just 
kind of blasé to the thought that that would even ever happen. Mm. And so when it did, I was like, oh, I feel really uncomfortable. Like I feel like that person's in the car with me right yeah. now. Yeah. And like it's just an ox cord, whatever. But, you know, it's just another thing you have to add to the list of shit you need. And yeah. like it's so inconvenient. And like, I was just thinking the whole time driving to the shops to buy my Eastman. I was like, those little shits. <laughs> those little yeah. shits. I just felt really, really, really uncomfortable. But anyway, that that challenged me. Making sure I lock my car <laughs> all, <laughs> at, all times. at all times. And getting yourself a new ox code. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the struggles. What was your challenge? Um, my challenge was more of kind of a realisation um, over the last six months that I feel like I've really fallen off my wellness and I guess like fitness journey journey lol I hate the word journey to describe things um dramatic yes that's so dramatic yeah I just feel like I haven't I haven't been challenging myself that is my challenge (laughs) but it's a weird thing to realize I, I feel like I've just been living life which has been amazing and I've really relished in that you know enjoying like wines and this and that and just going with the flow but I think there there does come a point where you kind of have to reflect and go okay like what have I been doing where am I at where do I want to be and make sure that your lifestyle is supporting that Mm. and I don't know in terms of fitness it's nothing major but I used to be very consistent. I would go like four to five times a week to Pilates and I loved it. It was, you know, just a part of who I was. And ever since moving houses, I cancelled my membership and was just kind of hopping around Mm. to different places. So I never found a solid routine. So just going through that process of actually committing to a membership and just kicking myself up the butt a little bit. You know, when you just feel like you need that extra bit of push. Yeah. Yeah. Where you just feel like you're a bit lazy. That's kind of me at the moment. I know exactly what you mean. And you are someone that like thrives on routine. Like you Mm. need a solid routine. And if you kind of fall out of that, you do feel a bit floundery and lost. Mm hmm. So I'm glad. Have you signed up somewhere new or something? Yeah, just around the corner. I kept – this was the other thing. I just had major decision fatigue of, I don't know what I want to do. Oh, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I just go to the gym? I don't know. Da, da, da. And I was like, just make a decision. <laughs> like it doesn't have to be this big thing. So I finally made a decision. It's just around the corner from my house. So it's super convenient. And I don't is know. it Pilates or it is? Yeah, it's a studio, and I just feel great that I've finally made that decision, and yeah. I can stick to something yeah. instead of like doing all different things. Oh, that's good. Yeah, you know, you'll benefit from that. Yeah, hundred percent. What What made you feel good this week, Laz? On Easter Sunday, we went over to. Oh, I must have been there. Must have been the Saturday that I went and bought the hot cross bunnies. Anyway, on Easter Sunday, we went over with Will's family to South Stradbroke Island, which is beautiful. If you're not based on the East Coast, uh, yeah, it's just off Brisbane and Gold Coast. We went over to South Stradby on the boat and just kind of parked up there for the day, had a bit of a, it wasn't, it was kind of too cold to swim. But, you know, it's nice to just get some sunshine and I didn't get out on the boat and like I tubing. thought you were going to. No, I didn't. We had all these cousins there and 
um, was all very wholesome. Like they were all tubing on the water and doing like wakeboarding and stuff. And I was too scared because I have this big shark hang up. Like I just, <laughs> I just see dark water and there was heaps of boats around too because it was Easter. Right. So I was just like too scared to fall off and then get hit by a boat or eaten by a shark. I just get these like irrational fears in my mind. If we went, if we went out to a dam or something, I'd do it. But the only two places we've done it is Brisbane River, which is the brown snake and disgusting <laughs> and full of bull sharks. Probably will die. Yeah. And number two, yeah, on strategy. And yeah, I just wasn't feeling it because I didn't grow up with boats. Yeah. And like, you know. It's very foreign to me, but I reckon I I like the water. Yeah. So I feel like I'd- yeah, I think you'd, you'd get amongst it, but. You know, I didn't grow up with boats, so it was all very different for me. So I just, I just watched like, you know, like a mum on the sand. <laughs> did you the bag. have? Did you have your like <laughs> sarong? Like, yeah, sarong on and like a big hat or something. <laughs> Not quite. No, I was cooler than that. I've, I've, I've evolved. Thank you. Um, and like your, your sandals still on, and you're like sitting <laughs> on the sand. <laughs> Not quite. But no, that was a really lovely day. His mum gave us all, all the children in quotation marks um a chocolate bunny and it was i felt like a kid again where you just eat like an entire bunny in one day and feel so sick but like it's all a rite of passage of easter what made you feel good i took a bit of a break off over easter i would say i didn't not work uh well over easter i didn't work but kind of the days surrounding Easter I just took it a bit slow and like didn't do any crazy tasks and it's funny the topic of today uh because it linked up with my cycle that I kind of had the flexibility to be able to do that because I got my period the other day and so you know over Easter it was very much forced you to be still forced me to be still and just kind of rest a little bit Mm. and that just made me feel so good especially now I feel I feel really good so great yeah there's nothing worse than getting it when you've got so much on oh so it's so good when it links up with like a nothing yes yeah it it is it makes such a big difference to the whole experience so today we are talking about the seasons of menstrual cycles and a different way. It's not so different anymore. I feel like it's a really a talking point and it's becoming kind of more known, which is great because for a long time it was just this 28-day cycle, but we didn't really break up. We knew there was ovulation and we knew mm. that at some point you bleed for five days or whatever, Yeah, but we didn't really break down what happens in between those other times and, you know – what you th- you said something about it's very male dominant yeah more so society how we operate is very you know routine you wake up you do the things you come to bed and like it's all the same every single day is the same and you don't your energy levels don't necessarily drop throughout that 28 day and if they do then you need to do something different with your diet or you need to yes there's there's something must be wrong with you if you're feeling tired or low or yeah or feeling inward or you know you want to socialize more and that is very much how the male kind of body operates however the female cycle is so different. The whole thing is that it's more around the seasons and very similar to what happens in nature throughout the seasons. Yeah, just like there's a summer order, winter, spring. Yeah, You can kind of apply that to each week of the month 
with your cycle. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today and how if you learn to know your own cycle better, because everyone's different, you can get the most out of that period. That period. <laughs> Pardon no, <the> pun. <laughs> no pun intended. But yeah, learning to recognise when you're at your peak and when you need to come inwards. Mm. Um, and things to do during those times as well. Before we go into that though, I thought it'd be cool to kind of chat about our own personal experiences of what a period has meant to us and the menstrual cycle and whether we've had mostly positive or negative experiences of that and the way we view it. Um, Because I feel like people view it all very differently depending on your upbringing and... um, Your experiences. Yeah, and... And, you know, how some people get really embarrassed when they talk about, Mm. you know, some people are super open and that makes others uncomfortable. Yeah, it all comes down to your experiences and your your upbringing. So maybe we could talk about that for a second. Yeah, well, I was saying to Lara before, I'm I'm pretty open with talking about it. And I know even just the word I feel like triggers people sometimes if you say period instead of menstrual cycle or that time of the month. Yeah, or shark week. Yeah, it's like... It's like you're dulling down what it is and it's like you're not giving its 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 power. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's a whole like – I've heard a lot of podcasts around how there's a whole psychological element and society element that, oh, we shouldn't talk about that. That's something that we don't talk about. But it's, it's the thing that is life-giving in, in the same aspect. Mm. So – I don't know. I think there's like a whole big conversation that could be had around it, but I'm very much open about it. I'll often talk about it on my socials. I'll be like, oh, I got my period. Or, you know, I was talking to my eyebrow lady. Oh, I got my period. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really, I I think I used to be quite shy in high school. It wasn't like I wasn't open about it to the point where I would talk to my friends heaps about it. But as I've come into my adult years, I'm like, fuck it, it is what it is. Like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be shameful around it. But I remember the first time I got my period, I think I was I wasn't early, but I definitely wasn't late either. I think I got it when I was maybe 14. So I was in high school oh, yeah. and I was about to go to my friend's birthday party the next day. And I just remember getting like these weird cramps and I was like, oh, what the hell? And I went to the toilet and I like wiped and there was blood. Mm. And I just remember running to mum, like crying, being like, I think I just got my period. <laughs> and she was like, oh no, like, it's okay. Like, come on, let we'll get you some pads and like, <laughs> da, da, da. And I was like, but I've got to go to Wet and Wild tomorrow. <laughs> like my friend's birthday was at fucking Wet and Wild of all, of all fucking places. So I was forced to learn how to use a tampon on my second day of having my period. And I scarred myself because I got like a fucking super tampon or something. And if, you know, anyone listening, you know, the first time is never usually like a great experience, let alone having to be at wet and wild, uncomfortable being like, what the fuck is happening to my body? Oh my God. And trying to figure out the angle and everything. Oh, it's it like was an a actual maze up there. Like, <laughs> it's so awkward. Even now, like, you know, the feeling cause you're used to it. Trying to explain that to someone who's never done that before and doesn't know their body. Yeah. Like and reading the little 
instructions being like yeah i have to put my leg up on the seat and then like is that even a hole i don't think yeah. it's a hole 100 <laughs> because you you're probably not sexually active yet no well, well i was yeah i was 13 i definitely was not yeah and so you're just not aware of that part of your body so you, you're not familiar with it you, it's just so foreign yes so, oh my god that so would have been foreign. traumatic it was it really was i remember i like wore board shorts because it was i was just so incredibly uncomfortable oh. so that was probably i wouldn't say i was embarrassed because I told my girlfriend, I was like, I got my period. And she had already had hers. So she kind of knew. And I think she she wore tampons like quite regularly. So she was kind of like helping me. Aww. <laughs> it was, she was like coaching me through. How, how do you feel? Do you feel okay? Aww, like it was kind of sweet, but also like, can you not? Interrupting the episode to talk about this week's sponsor, Nourished. Amelia and I have pretty out there schedules, which means that we are always looking for ways to save time where we can without jeopardizing our health. Absolutely. And so if you haven't heard about Nourished, it's a pre-made meal service that gets delivered straight to your door. And their meals are 100% gluten-free, preservative-free, refined sugar-free, all the free. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty free. It's just basically free. You don't have to feel guilty about convenience. I personally feel so satisfied, but without that heavy feeling after eating nourished meals, they don't leave me lethargic. Yes, and I love that I recognize all the ingredients on the back. Mm. It truly tastes like someone's made me a home-cooked meal. If you're a commitment phobe like me, they've got you sorted with the choice of a once-off box or make it a subscription because who wants to spend their Sundays meal prepping? Not Not me. me. If you want $15 off your first order over $80, use the code SWS15 and don't forget to order before 5pm on Thursdays, Brisbane time. So yeah, my kind of views around periods has evolved, but I've always been pretty open about it. Not something that I feel like I need to shy away from, but it's never... I've always had irregular periods and I've always experienced discomfort when I had my period. So in my brain, it's not a pleasant uh, thing to go through every month. So learning about the seasons and, you know, like PMS symptoms and like why I feel like that and even just the hormones that are happening throughout that time has really helped me know myself more. Yeah. And that's it too. Like you can have a negative experience of your period and not because you're embarrassed by it or have an unhealthy view. You can just like hate that it causes you so much discomfort. Mm. So negative views, like I guess, can come from multiple angles as well. I remember being on, my mum used to sing on cruise ships predominantly for work and she was docked in at Brisbane before she went away for a couple of weeks. And so as a family, we went up and went up on the cruise and had lunch with her before she, she left. And we were going to have a, like, you know, go in the fancy pool in the spa and hang out. And it's always, there's always water involved, I swear, when you first get always. it. Always. Yeah, I was about 13 and... Um, I remember like so keen to go in the spa because it's just so cool. And then I went to the bathroom to change into my swimmers and lo and behold, my period came. And yeah, I think I cried too because it's just, <laughs> you don't know what to do. You just... No, you don't. It's very um, confronting. It is. You feel like you know your body and then you just don't. Yeah. And it's all, I think it's also emotional because it's, it's I guess... In ancient times, it's symbolic of you becoming a woman. Mm. Um, so maybe that's you're letting go of something there as yeah. well. If you want to get 
spiritual. Yeah. I couldn't go in the spa and it was just like heartbreaking. Oh. Um, but yeah, I think I think the fact that we grew up in the Northern Rivers <laughs> and we always refer back to home like this, but because it is a very open and it's very wholesome, we do probably have more of an open view of it because of that. Disclaimer, not professional doctors here, <laughs> yeah. but just from, you know, woman to woman, or even if you're a man listening, fuck, that's so empowering actually knowing what, what the other person's going through during mm-hmm. that time. The best way to talk about the seasons of our cycle is to chat about the cycle that, you know, most people are taught in school. And there's actually two different cycles. So there's the ovarian cycle and the uterine cycle. The best way to kind of like conceptualize it is pre-ovulation and then post-ovulation. The regular period is meant to be 28 days or between 28 and 32. That's what kind of like medical terms deem a regular period. Day one is when you first start bleeding. Which I didn't know. I thought day one was when it ends. Yeah. Fresh off the mark. Well, you kind of feel like that would be the case, hey. And so if you if we're talking about week one, that is the period phase. And it's also the follicular phase, if we're talking about our ovarian cycle. And they call this in the seasons your winter. So it's like your inner winter. The phase is from one day one to day six. It's often a time of inward reflection. Energy and hormones are at an all-time low. So, you know, your estrogen and your progesterone drop, uh, which has a big effect on your mood. Mm, definitely. I know me personally, the first couple of days of my period, I am exhausted like I just need to rest things to do during this time that we really like doing is consuming warming food so I really love like bone broth or teas if you get cramps like myself or any kind of discomfort ginger tea is amazing ginger in general I grate up ginger root and just make like a tea add a little bit of honey or some lemon if you want to but ginger is kind of the main thing that's amazing and throughout this time I really make sure that I'm doing gentle exercises or even you know for the first couple of days to the point where I don't really exercise it's just more like nourishing my body and making sure my energy is reserved for things that I need to do. Yeah, I'm I'm big on the no vigorous exercise for those first couple of days and it's the perfect excuse to just kind of not do much. Exactly. Um, and yeah, don't feel guilty about that. Don't feel no. like you need to be going 100% all the time because as we'll get into more it ebbs and flows. I think for a long time we viewed periods as or our month as you're either bleeding or you're not, yeah. but not the fact that your your brain chemistry has changed because yes. your hormone levels have changed. And like the more you consider that, you can be easier on yourself and yeah. go, well, I'm actually not the same person I was a couple of weeks ago. Exactly. So true. Um, I really like, maybe not at the beginning of my period because it's, you know, a bit heavy, but um, <laughs> a warm bath is really nice and yeah. nourishing for me, maybe on day like three or four. Mm, heat packs, heat like packs. anything warm is really good. Yeah, definitely. Chuck some magnesium salts in the bath as well, which is really good if you get cramps mm. to help with the, that muscle ease. Yes. Um, and just get plenty of rest. Like it's about recharging in this time. Um, 
yeah, and as you said, coming inwards. Yeah, exactly. And then so as the seasons go, the second week is called our inner spring. And so that's the pro- Proliferative. <laughs> I really struggle with that word. And that's that usually happens between days 7 and 13. Um, when you're in that pre-ovulation phase. Yeah. And so this is a time for feeling like cleansed, refreshed, um, your, your period's just finished or well, it's coming to the end of it at least and you're kind of starting to feel yourself again. Yeah, and it is. I feel like cleansed is such a good word to describe how you feel. It's like a reset. Yeah, you, you're like, fuck yeah, I'm starting new. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's go, fellas. It's Yeah, it's so good. And so the reason for, you know, there might be a spike in energy and that kind of thing is because of your hormones. Mm-hmm. And so estrogen is rising um not really not really up to date with the whole what other hormones are doing but (laughs) (laughs) I just know that estrogen's rising during that time um and so it's kind of like spring like when you think about spring in the seasons and the weather you know things are picking up you're waking up a little bit earlier new beginnings new beginnings like Flowers of blooming. Vitality. <laughs> All of that is so um, representative of how you probably feel inside as well. Yeah. Um, so it, it makes sense that it's probably a good time to uh, do more, do things that you may have found more challenging in the week before, like yep. um, starting new projects. Starting new projects, maybe uh, job interviews. Mm-hmm. Um Starting to lift a little bit heavier maybe in the gym or do some more high intensity stuff. Yeah. Like increasing that exercise because you do have the energy to support it and your hormones are at a stage where they can support it. Yeah. Yep. Is also like a good thing to consider. Yeah. And if you know you've got things on your to-do list that are coming up, you know, if you learn to know when that time is, you know, save it for then when you Mm. know you'll be at your optimal peak. Because I feel like, you know, if we've got a free day off or we've got a few free hours, like we need to use that. But if we start kind of using our months for our, yes, you know, in flow with our cycle. Yeah. I know a lot of people who have more flexibility in their like work schedule. They will often, uh, I know I was speaking to a naturopath and she will often like make her work days slightly shorter during during the phases where she needs to be slower. Mm. And I think that's cool. I know that's obviously not very practical it's for It's not an like, option for most people. Yeah, it doesn't really happen. But to think about other ways that you can add some self-care, you know, maybe it is having a bath or having like a facial or whatever. Or maybe it is making, maybe in that week you have some pre-prepared meals. Yeah. You know, yes, simplifying your life in that week yeah exactly that's so true and so after spring there comes summer and this is week three and it typically occurs between days 14 to 21 otherwise known as your ovulation period (laughs) yes so this is when you ovulate and often you'll feel more outward and you want to do more things you want to be more social um and this is like the peak of your energy kind of time pleasure 
is more heightened. So, you know, you probably feel a little bit more sexually active during this time. <laughs> Can't relate. I'm, I get that. And this is what I mean by, this is what we mean by everyone's different. I get that feeling on my period, which is super inconvenient. <laughs> um, That's so interesting. Yeah. No. Do you feel like you're more at your peak in ovulation? I, actually? yes, I definitely like post ovulation for me. I wouldn't say around day 14 necessarily because I struggle with, you know, during this time, I'm usually pretty focused on work and like in my masculine. Yeah. So I struggle to switch between those two and feel into my feminine, mm. if that makes sense. And then that affects my like how sexual I feel. So pro- maybe if I was on holidays and just like chilling out, probably. Yeah. Um, but no, mine's probably more like end of week three into week four that I feel the libido kicks yeah, right. kicks up a notch. Which and it's funny because it's also the period that you're most fertile. Yeah. That's it's all to do <laughs> with have more sex, but be really careful about it. <laughs> yeah, but it's like literally your body trying to get you pregnant because that's, you know, nature. Mm. It wants you to be pregnant because that's the time that you can fall pregnant kind of thing. Yeah. So it makes sense that your libido increases. So interesting. Another interesting thing that my naturopath got me to do, if you struggle with looking at your discharge and knowing when you have ovulated, or maybe you don't even know how to do that, she got me to buy a thermometer and it's got two decimal points. So it's not just like a regular kind of thermometer and I use an app called fertility friends and every morning at the same time as soon as I wake up I check my temperature when you ovulate your temperature will rise slightly and then it will like Mm. come back down and I thought that was so interesting it's it's very minute that it rises but yeah if you struggle to kind of know when you ovulate then there there's an option to explore there so things to do during this phase you're probably going to be a bit more confident so you can Try asking for what you want during this time a bit more, whether that's a pay rise at work or, you know, a hard conversation you've been waiting to have with someone. And it's a good time to hold space for others too, which kind of goes hand in hand with socialising. But if you're caring for someone else, you'll probably feel that's easier during this time. Like if you're hosting a gathering or if you're... Or if you're a mum... Yeah, that kind of thing. Or the care, the caregiving role. It's probably easier. Mm. And you probably there's probably some things that we're mentioning here that you're like can't relate. We can't relate, but I think if you start tracking it, yes. you'd be surprised at just how much you might notice these things. Like even mm. as we're saying them, I'm like, yeah, so true. <laughs> yeah, well, I know for me, socializing is a big one. Mm. I feel during that time, I'm like, let's go, boys. Like. Yeah. <laughs> what are you guys doing like (laughs) prosecco and an oyster let's go (laughs) yeah literally i need to like calm myself down because it's just goes a bit wild during that time um and then we have phase four week four which is phase four we're entering (laughs) phase four (laughs) activate Uh, which is inner autumn or the scientific term is the secretory phase, I believe. This is around day 22 to 29, generally speaking, during your luteal phase, um, which is kind of winding down again, starting to feel more inward. And this might be where your PMS symptoms start to arise. So look, I'm sure we can all relate in some way. And 
I've actually, I've heard heaps of stuff saying, you know, PMS isn't something that we actually should experience. And it's often to do with our bodies being not in balance. Have you heard that? I have. Yeah. Yeah. And I've definitely noticed that on months that I've taken more care of what I put in my body. You don't feel. You don't feel as crap. Yep. And mine in particular is alcohol. Like that really like throws me out. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. But some people are also just prone yeah, to yeah, exactly. the crappy symptoms that come with getting periods. So you might be like irritable, tender breasts. Yeah, I get that. I get the really sore. And then I get really swollen breasts as well. Like yeah. I swear I go up a cup size at least, or a cup <laughs> size and a half. Isn't that weird? And then as soon as you get your period, you're like, like, itty bitty titty committee. <laughs> yeah. How bizarre is that? Yeah, it's crazy. I'm like, what is it filling up with? Is it fluid? Like what? Yeah. It's really, really weird. Water. I get really emotional in this time. Mm. I get like I, I usually I get know. triggered easily. Yes. It's weird. It's like every month I seem to have a big cry the day before and I don't consider that it's a, my period. And then I get my period. I'm like, oh, it makes so much sense. I'm like, mm. you'd think after 27 years on this planet, <laughs> you, you know, know. You'd figure it out. <laughs> but no, I actually find this phase harder than the actual period itself. Same. Besides the first initial phase, uh, first initial day for me on my period, this like yeah. autumn is hard. I think it's because you're not bleeding, mm. but you know what's about to come. Yeah. And so you're like preparing for it. <laughs> yeah. I like that it's broken up into the idea of four seasons, but I prefer to think of it as two in the sense of half the month you know, you're a boss and you're killing it. And mm. the other half is like, Take be a bit easier on yourself. It is like that, isn't it? Yeah. Because essentially autumn and winter are kind of similar besides the bleeding aspect. Yeah. They're, they're similar in a sense that you you should really be nourishing yourself. Um, acts of self-love like massages, baths, facials, mm. slowing down your exercise, not so high intensity and... Guess just acknowledging that it's probably not the best time to be really focusing in on stuff. Yeah, and you might find it hard. Yeah, and try not to be frustrated with yourself when you aren't at your optimal peak. peak. Yeah, I think that is like one of the main takeaways is that acknowledging where you're at and being okay with that and and using it to your benefit. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, like we all want more time to relax and come inward and. I guess it life gets in the way and you know you've got work commitments and things come up that you don't expect but if you know that for that week you're going to attempt to just like try and be more kind to yourself then at least you know it's coming you know yeah and I think that serves you in the long run Mm. I think overall if you respect how your hormones are and and kind of where you are at in your cycle I think it serves you a lot more than if you try and push through and disregard it and something this is like a really cool sentence um, that I read it said while we can attempt to ignore our body's needs our body talk often gets louder as a result and manifests as extreme irritability and fatigue among other symptoms so yeah I think it is really important to acknowledge how you're feeling that comes to the end of our cycle, some would say. <laughs> we hope that it's perhaps given a new perspective. What, Amelia? I was just going to say, we hope it's been a bloody good episode for oh, you. <laughs> wow. 
You just had to throw it in. I had to. Now, we we hope that you have gained a new perspective on the way you view the month. Yeah, and if you want to hear more about this and us to talk about more stuff like this, but maybe with an actual professional who could throw in their two cents, definitely let us know. Hit us up on Instagram or shoot us a DM or an email, whatever, all of the above, and we can for sure get that sorted. Thanks again for tuning in to Some Would Say and we'll talk to you real soon. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to today's chat. If you loved what we had to say, hit subscribe, leave us a review and find us on Instagram at some would say podcast. Talk then.